The Reinvent You podcast is designed to provide tangible advice that will help transform those who have experienced a divorce or a breakup into rediscovering their voice, regaining their power, and obtaining their freedom by focusing on mindset, emotions, finances, health, faith, love, parenting, and building meaningful relationships. These weekly talks are designed to assist individuals to become the best version of themselves in their personal lives, families, and professional environment. I'm your host, Tanya Carter, and thank you for joining. Hello, everyone, and what's going on? Welcome to episode 51 of the Reinvent You podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Carter, and thank you so much for joining me this week. Um, Last week, I decided to take a week off, you know, just to self-care myself. (laughs) Um, It's it's amazing to be able to just kind of disconnect and just gather your thoughts and get some rest you know um I've, I've been very busy been having a lot going on personally and professionally and I said you know what Tanya you need to take the advice that you give right <laughs> and one of the things that I am an advocate on is really taking some time and resting and so that's what I did I enjoyed myself I'm back and um I'm also starting my Thrive program tomorrow Okay, so my 12 week program starts tomorrow. The class is completely full. I got 12 beautiful ladies um, that will be rocking with me for 12 weeks. And I'm grateful. I'm honored. I'm blessed um, that, you know, they they made a choice to choose me. Right. To, to help them or be a part, I would say, um, of their journey. And I'm, I'm forever grateful, um, you know, to to be a part of that. And so we're on episode 51 over the past few months. I know I've had quite a few guests. I've had men to come in and talk about healing. I even had some people that I worked with in the past to talk about their experience and their story. And I've had other people in between that to talk about other things. And so today I decided to be solo. I said, you know what, Tanya, you just going to be solo today. It's just going to be me, myself and I. Okay, I'm going to tell you what I wanted to talk about today. I don't want to create any triggers, but I do want to create a level of awakening. I do because, you know, that's my job, right? My job is to to help people in a way that will help them, you know, stop seeing things that they just really don't want to see show up in their lives. And what I wanted to talk about today is whether or not if you're in a cycle of being attracted to relationships that require a high level of struggle, okay? So in other words, have we become extremely addicted or attached, I would say, to struggle love relationships, okay? And the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because, you know, I I get DMs, I get emails, I have conversations, you know, I even coach people, right? And I hear some of the uh, some similar stories, Different people, different walks of life, don't know each other, but the stories are very similar. I'm in Facebook groups, see a lot of the a lot of the same stories where, you know, the girl meets the guy, the girl may even see the red flags with the guy, right? Clear as day. However, either she doesn't confront the issue or if she confronts the issue, the confrontation might be a little bit passive, right? Where it becomes so passive, it, it really 
it, it really has caused this person to really overlook what's there. And so what happens is when you overlook what's there, you ignore it. And the more you ignore it, the more tolerable it becomes. And the more you keep tolerating it, sometimes you might be led to believe that one day that person is going to see how amazing you are, no matter how much you deal with, only to keep finding yourself doing the same thing. So what happens is years go by, maybe even decades, and you still find yourself in this relationship dynamic and your story is still the same. Only now you may have a low self-worth because of how much you tolerated it over time. So like when you tolerate something that is very unhealthy for you over time, it can, it starts to chip away at your worth or how you view yourself or better yet, let's just say you finally did leave the relationship, but you, you find yourself entertaining someone else very similar, right? So now your relationship patterns are indeed exactly the same. Like your relationship patterns are exactly the same. And so you don't really find yourself moving forward. You actually find yourself in the same exact exact position even post that particular relationship and when it comes to the struggle love right and I want to break this down struggle love is not to be confused with certain periods in life right and when I say certain periods of life is that they're going to be seasons they're going to be times where there could have been things that were in our control that we didn't do right but there's also can be things that are completely out of our control that no matter what it was going to happen just because it's part of life and everything isn't considered a struggle of dynamic because here's the truth no relationship or no one is perfect period there are going to be seasons and situations that will truly impact the core of your relationship things such as financial struggles where one person or the other person or both could lose their job you can have a business and it go left I mean think about it we're in a pandemic Okay, or we're I would say we're exiting out of it and people have really um, been through some financial hardships during this time. Right. Something that we really couldn't do anything about um, losing loved ones. Okay, we could lose someone that we love. Um, someone could have passed away like these things are really uncontrollable. Right. And these can cause some friction in your relationship at times. It can be sickness where someone in the relationship gets sick, right? There are going to be times where you and your partner just ain't going to be on one accord, <laughs> right? I know it, 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 we, we want that 24-7, but you know the reality is, is that it's not going to happen because we're, we're people, right? It's what you call life. It's a part of being human. And this is the part where you have to understand that when it comes to going through certain periods and seasons in life where things might be uh, may not go the way you want them to, but know that you're two perfect individuals that are striving to build collectively who will experience some level of turbulence along the way of this journey. And I wanted to clear that up because I want to make sure we differentiate um, between understanding whether or not if you are maybe immune to a struggle of dynamic or are you just going through something that can really be solved right that can that you really can overcome right those are two different things but this is what I'm referring to today and I'm gonna give you guys the definition of what I define as struggle love okay struggle love is often labeled as enduring a high level of suffering or a high level of pain constantly from a relationship in exchange 
for the possibility of love and commitment later. So in other words, your loyalty is often measured based upon how much you tolerate. So in other words, the more you tolerate, the more you consider the good woman or the ride or die chick. And, and what's interesting is that many people wear this with a level of pride. It's like, it's almost like we take pride in being in this kind of pain. It's almost like it's being honored or commended by being a woman who endures so much pain from a relationship. It's like we've normalized pain as a prerequisite of proving our love to someone, right? It's, it's almost like you're saying, in order for me to be loved, I must first prove that I can handle anything that's being thrown at me. It's almost like that's what you're saying. It's like, you're not really saying it, but it shows up in what you allow constantly from somebody. So let's define anything. Let's define that word anything when it comes to handling anything that's being thrown at you in a relationship. I'm referring to being lied to habitually abused, whether that's mental, emotional, physical, or even financial abuse, constant infidelity, always a one-sided dynamic where basically the other person doesn't even attempt to put in a level of work to show up, right? So that's what you consider the one-sided relationship where basically you're the giver and they're the taker. So some of you could be in a taker-taking dynamic, Right. It can also mean the other person taking no accountability in what they do. You know, when you are in these type of dynamics where this person never wants to take ownership of anything, but they always like to put the to put the blame on you and you actually receive the blame that they're giving you. You know, you're basically taking on the weight of their irresponsibility. OK. And so what happens is th this is what happens when you kind of take on anything like this to this degree or to this extreme. This actually results in the belief in which you view yourself in. It, it, it really does. Because I always tell people like, when you are in these dynamics, don't think for once that this over time doesn't really alter the view and belief about yourself because it truly does. Because when you deal with something like this constantly, it can change how you see your worth, your confidence level decreases, it impacts your self-esteem, your attraction to these relationships can become very habitual. You lose time on your life. One of the things that I talk about a lot is understanding the importance of your time. Your time is your most precious commodity. And so when you deal with something like this over time, you can spend countless years in it, right? It impacts your health. You miss out on things that you could be really doing for yourself because this type of dynamic creates unhealthy distractions, right? And here's the thing. When it comes to these type of relationships that require or you feel like you have to endure a high level of pain, these relationships are often encouraged and extremely glorified. That's one thing that I've noticed. These type of relationships are very glorified. Like let's just let's let's start with how they're glorified and where they can be glorified. Let's first start with family. Okay? Let's start there. Let's start within the four walls of our home. Many of us have been taught either consciously or unconsciously, right? You know, maybe you know to deal with these type of dynamics. Now, maybe we were actually told this or 
Maybe it was just the example that we saw on a daily basis from our mothers, our aunts, or even our grandmothers. Okay. What about our friends? I want you to think about the quality of conversations that you have about relationships with your friends. What language is being exchanged? What mindsets and advice is being given between you and your friends about or in the area of relationships? Or better yet, Let's look at the quality of relationships that you and your friends have as a whole. Now, this may not always be the case. However, it is very often that birds of a feather do flock together. And basically, sometimes we tend to only be attractive to the same type of mindsets. Um, And and that's important. I'm just giving you guys something to think about here. Okay, let's think about society and the media. Let's talk about these reality shows that highly encourage this behavior that you tune into often. So people who watch reality shows, a lot of these reality shows can be very, very unhealthy. Okay. Um, They can have some unhealthiness to it. You can learn some things from it, but there are certain parts of a reality show that can really give the wrong idea on relationships. What about the storylines for TV and some of these movies? the hook for songs. Let's talk about church. Some of us have been taught some very bad doctrine when it comes to the Bible, where scriptures have been very manipulated into believing that this is the type of stuff you have to deal with. All right. Or let's talk about the celebrities or the influencers that we might admire, right? However, they could be in dysfunctional struggle love relationships, which could also be very influential to the people that, you know, we choose to entertain in our lives. Because even though um, we, you know, people ought to say, well, those are celebrities, those are influencers. The reality is sometimes we can low key be using their relationship as the hashtag relationship goals for our relationships. Let me put a disclaimer out here. This is no way judging anybody, right? Um, because truthfully, I'm not in a position to judge. However, it's important to just pay attention, right? To what we're exposing ourselves to, like looking at what we're exposing ourselves to daily that truly impacts our minds and our hearts. Right. Um, and I know because we live in a very external world where we look at a lot of external things to, to bring this level of joy, but that joy or that creation of joy really comes from how we think and how we really feel, right? Our mindset and our emotions. And if we're not being conscious of our, our head and our hearts, then it can cause us to do things that could really hurt us in the long term. Okay. And so that's why I wanted to make sure I put this disclaimer out here because I'm not in a place of judging, but I wanted to talk about this today. Because when I think of a struggle love addiction, I'm going to tell you guys what I think when it comes to a struggle love addiction. Think of a person who is very functional, right? Meaning that they're functional people. They, they operate on their day to day, you know, but not maybe to their highest self due to the quality of relationships they continue to entertain. And I'm going to tell you what I say very often. Okay. This is something that I say extremely often. I say relationships that you are connected to impacts the quality of your life. So when I say quality, I'm talking about condition, the standard, the caliber of your life. Okay. Based upon that quality of your life, 
A lot of that has to do with the relationships that we're connected to. And I think that sometimes we tend to compartmentalize this area of relationships too much. And we can believe that it has no influence on how well we show up for ourselves and other areas of our lives on a daily basis. And when you are in constant dysfunction of a relationship, it interrupts your ability to evolve to another level of your growth. And and I'm going to tell you something about this because... What's interesting is that a lot of times some some people really don't even see this because they are functional or they don't think it truly is a problem. Because remember, I told you guys earlier, functional people handle their day to day. They go to work. They run their businesses. They have degrees. They're entrepreneurs. They pay their bills. They go to church. They take care of their parenting obligations. They're probably very loyal people, too. They do right by people. However, behind this is a person who's who is addicted to a struggle love dynamic. Okay, and we often get confused into believing that this is only for a certain status of a person. And that's why I had to like break this down like this. This don't exclude anybody. Um, This can apply to anyone, no matter who you are, no matter what you have. And when it comes to being very connected to a struggle love dynamic, this really isn't a diagnosis that you get from the doctor, right? It isn't. This is a level of awareness that you have to be willing to see. So I want to give you guys a, a few examples, right, of what is defined to be considered like a struggle love dynamic. Okay. And, and let me also just remind you all of what I said earlier. I don't want you guys to confuse this with certain periods of your life, because, again, there are going to be certain periods, certain seasons in your life where things may not look right. That doesn't mean that you're in a struggle love dynamic. I'm referring to people who are constantly finding themselves in relationships that they feel like require so much suffering, so much pain, so much tolerance over and over again, constantly. Right. In exchange for the possibility of love and commitment later. Okay, so that's I I just really want to make sure I put emphasis on it. One thing can be when you always are helping them out. Okay, even though they're not interested in helping themselves. I want to put that out there, too, because you can help people. But when you're constantly trying to help somebody who just don't want the help, you got to imagine how exhausting that makes you um, over time attempting attempting to believe that. If you keep helping them, then one day they'll get it. One day they'll see it. And I know sometimes there's a passive level of advice that is often given to influence this kind of behavior. People tell you to stick it out. Just hold on. Give it time. Pray about it. Be patient. They'll get it, you know. And, you know, you want that to be so true. So you continuously help them in hopes that they get it only to invest years or maybe even decades realizing that. This person really doesn't want it. Okay, they're just not interested. Another one is lack of commitment. So going back to what I said earlier about what the struggle love dynamic consists of or what it is, it's an exchange for the possibility of love and commitment later. Okay, so I want you guys to think of the word possibility, right? Possibility means a chance, a risk or the probability of. So in other words, there's a lot of deposits that need to be given in hopes of love and commitment. So meaning that you don't have it now, but if you keep depositing, then there's a possibility that it may come. 
All right. Another one is undergoing constant abuse and disguising that as strong. Okay. And and I'm talking about all kinds of, of abuse. I'm talking about verbal. I'm talking about emotional, physical, spiritual, um, even infidelity. Right. Because that over time is abusive to a person. Okay. Um, another one is attempting to turn apart a project um, into a partner. Right. And I talk about this often. It's like it's when you see beyond what they're showing you. You know, in other words, you see their potential. And instead of accepting who they are as they are, you mistake that as a person who you can mold. They just need your influence to make it happen. And so you do this only to exhaust yourself and be disappointed because your project isn't turning out as planned. Okay, And the reason why I call a couple of these things or a few of these things. Uh, struggle love dynamic is because unfortunately many people have gotten very used to it um and when you when you get used to something it can almost seems like it's an addiction that you don't even realize that you have right and an addiction is something that is hard to control or even stop and when we think about addictions we can think about maybe sets or drugs or alcohol or even gambling when indeed those are addictions. But we must also understand that when you're constantly in this loop of this relationship dynamic, there's an underlying cause as to why. OK, this is just not by accident anymore. Right. This has now become normalized in your life. And it's very serious because it's actually causing you a level of harm. And if you desire a different quality of life, then we got to get intentional on what's truly going on. OK, and I want to give you guys three things that you need to do when you find yourself in these situations constantly based on the examples and the groundwork that I just laid out. Um, th the first thing I want you to do is that if you feel like this is something that you do um, and, and you 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 know it, you may not know everything. Right. But you know enough to know that there is some constant um, unhealthy behaviors that's going on in the relationship department. The first thing I want you to do or I need you to do is you got to humbly admit that this is a problem in your life. Right. And the reason why this is the most important step is because you truly can't change anything or adjust anything that you're not willing to acknowledge. Right. Because when it be, when it comes to being very addicted to this kind of energy, you've actually now formed an unhealthy habit that needs your attention. And the only way a person can start exploring this is to take a level of ownership over the fact that this is an issue. And what I find sometimes is that ownership can be something that many people have difficulty doing because they take the statement of taking ownership as if you're referring to placing blame and blaming is a tactic that gets you nowhere, but exactly where you are. You know, um, I, I see where people love to point the finger and blame, but blaming doesn't really do anything for you over time, even though it's easier to blame. Right. Because it does take responsibility off of off of a person. However, if we want to be intentional and when we want to move on and when we want to get out of something that we don't want to see, we got to start taking a close look around ourselves and examine our patterns with relationships and how it's affecting your quality of life. You know what I'm saying? So 
and, and this is why I say you have to admit that this is a problem because when you can admit something that means you're ready, that, that gives you the ability to take a level of ownership. And I do understand that it takes a lot of maturity to take ownership. It's not as easy as it sounds. But what happens is when you take ownership, you're basically saying that this is my life. And in order for me to create a different outcome, it starts with me. It's understanding that you can't control anyone else and what they do or don't do. You have the power to control how you react. Ownership is understanding that everything that has happened to you isn't all your fault, but the healing, right? It's all your responsibility because because what happens is we go into this blame battle and it just really doesn't work. OK, taking ownership is saying that you have the power to choose now. You really don't have to accept things like this anymore. And also it means and, it, and it's also giving you permission to create a different outcome, a different result. And so based on some of the things that I've shared, is it a problem for you in your life? Do you find this to be very problematic? And if so, then take the ownership and just humbly admit that this is an area that keeps occurring and you don't want to see in your life. Okay, that's that's the first thing that I really do recommend. The second thing that I recommend you do is reframing your narrative. That's the second thing that I want you to do. I want you to reframe your narrative. So in other words, the mental story that you're attached to, right? Getting clear on the narrative that you're connected to is what will influence the outcome. You know what I mean? Um, there's a saying that says you are who you attract. And I tell everybody that I do not believe in that. I, I can't stand it actually, because I don't think that's true. I don't, but I do believe what we constantly entertain is based on the belief system that we carry. I do believe what we constantly entertain is based on the belief system that we have about our self, about our relationship and our relationships with men or our narrative on men or what we've been told about men. Because here's the thing, as I mentioned earlier, this has become a, a lot cultural, right? From our families and being influenced by our friends, the society, society and the media, that when it becomes the only thing that we see and the only thing that we hear, then a narrative has been formed that this is the norm, okay? And what happens is when you consider something to be normal, you don't believe anything else is different from this. And so what this does is that it only reaffirms that narrative that you have, which is struggle. Love is normal. I must endure this. I must have to go through this. And what happens is, is that all you do is entertain someone that matches your narrative. And so when I tell you to reframe your narrative, it involves a detoxification of your current narrative that has been a fixed belief and expanding it in a way that challenges you to grow. Right. It's a technique that takes what has been a current problem for you and seeing it from a different lens so that you can escape this unhealthy narrative that you have attached to you. So let me give you an example. If your narrative is a unhealthy mindset about men and relationships, then you got to detox yourself from that narrative. Because what happens is that every time you meet or entertain someone, subconsciously, you're looking for them to be in alignment with your narrative. Now, people may disagree, but let me explain. Most of the time, which is about 95% of the time, we are on what I call autopilot. So you're not even thinking that this is what you're thinking because it's already a normal pattern for you. It's normal to meet someone and align them with your narrative. So you don't even think that this is what you're doing, but when you reframe it transitions you into a place of consciousness 
meaning that it transitions you to a place of awareness where you're able to be more attentive to what you're entertaining as well as what you're thinking, right? So you may have an autopilot narrative that says, I have to endure this to be love, right? Meaning that this is something you have to go through or experience or encounter or or undergo in order to be loved. And so what happens is you have to interrupt that narrative, And start to challenge it in order to grow into a higher version of you. Like, do you really have to go through that? And if so, why? Why is this an all or nothing mentality? Who taught you this? Who made this be the baseline? Why is this absolute and not relative? Why do you have to have a story that says I stuck by them through it all? Is love really this kind of hard? Or have I carried a narrative that it must be in order to have love and commitment? You know, because I I want you to keep this in mind. This is what I want you to keep in mind. If you don't refrain, you will always revisit. Okay, so what does this mean? That means that it will keep coming back. Right. Because it doesn't change with time. It changes with reframing. And so the question is, what is my narrative and in what way can it be reframed? Okay, and I'm not going to lie. This takes some work. But it's so worth it because when we find ourselves in these same dynamics repeatedly, going back to what we're thinking um, is very mindful and is very helpful to what we find ourselves constantly entertaining. Um, When it comes to this type of work, I always recommend that people go to therapy. I do. Um, I recommend for people to go to therapy and also getting a level of coaching. Because again, when this has become a pattern, we have to purposely interrupt this pattern. And that's going to take a level of work from you. Okay. And so I just wanted to make sure that I put that in there as well. And so the third thing um, that that I think you need to do when you find yourself in these situations constantly right, is it's important to strive for quality, okay, strive for quality, right, and when I say strive for quality, it is about being intentional and purposeful as to who you entertain, remember, you're not who you attract, but what we choose to entertain has a lot to do with what we believe, so what, when I say strive for quality, it's about not giving a person who isn't worth your time, your attention, Okay, and I want to expand on this a little more because I think it's important to define quality. Right. When I think of the quality in a person, I think of two things. I think about what is it that you need in an individual in order to maintain a meaningful relationship? And I also think about what is it that you need to grow into individually in order to embrace a meaningful relationship about a year ago? I did a live on this. Um, Someone emailed me and mentioned that they keep entertaining the same kind of relationships. It's like they found themselves entertaining the same kind of guy, only a different guy. You know what I mean? Like maybe different social, different name, different look. But the internal character of this man or the men that she entertained were very similar. But she also mentioned that she wasn't interested in the nice guys. She was like. I don't really like them, Tanya. And her question is, and her, I mean, her question was, is this something that I need to look within about? And one thing that I've learned is that when you entertain something similar for so long, there's a probability that anything different would seem and appear to be wrong. Because unfortunately, we've normalized this level 
of dysfunction. Because you got to remember, when you've been addicted to this kind of dynamic, right? When you, especially like a, that struggle, love dynamic, nice almost looks wrong because you can't identify with nice. Showing up seems weird because you might be used to someone ghosting you and coming back months later and you have an on and off relationship and you're always in this place of confusion on where you're stand on where you stand so when you have a, a person who's consistent it almost seems like this don't even sound right this don't even make sense consistency is awkward because maybe you have been very immune to inconsistency over time commitment without struggle doesn't feel right because you've developed a narrative that suffering is the exchange for love okay so these kind of people look very unattractive they just do and I'm not saying that every nice man you meet you supposed to like however if all you seem to be interested in are the ones who confuse you who ghost you who who's inconsistent who wants to take from you who doesn't want to be committed to you then here's the thing, you're functioning off of a struggle love mindset. And so when someone opposite shows up, like completely opposite, it's almost like you put on your track shoes and you run, you be like, what is this? You know, and so striving for quality first comes from being the woman you need the most. And I truthfully think that those needs that we're actually looking for someone else to fulfill are actually needs that we're lacking within ourselves, right? Because I always ask people, what do you need to give to yourself, right? What do you need to give to yourself? Because this type of love that we're defining to be love is really neglect. And and, and what it is, is that you're, you're sacrificing what makes you functional to your optimum performance okay and that's not really commendable okay it's very compromising it's compromising to your overall quality of life from your mindset your faith your emotions your health your money your career your business your kids like it's a domino effect when you find yourself in this um, unhealthy distraction all the time okay and so I want to pose this question to you and that is who do you need to be to entertain and embrace a quality relationship okay because who you need to be helps you it helps you get clarity on who and what you need in your life okay all right and so I just kind of wanted to talk about this real briefly um I actually can dive in a lot more deeper and I probably will um just because again when you when you hear things and you repeatedly hear things it raises an eyebrow and a concern for me um because my goal is to really help People see things in a different lens to create a different life that they would be um, very proud of having. And I always say this um, because I believe in this wholeheartedly is that relationships are a key foundation of how we survive in life or thrive through it. And I'm very convinced that how we manage and navigate our relationships It's just really vital to our overall quality of life. You can have the degrees, you can have the look, you you can have the business, you can have the money. But if you don't have quality relationships, then how is that influential to your overall well-being? Okay. And so please make sure that you are following me on my social media handles. 
Uh, my Facebook and Instagram is Miss Tanya Speaks. That's M-S-T-O-N-Y-A-S-P-E-A-K-S. Also, please make sure that you are subscribed to my podcast so that you can receive notifications on when the next podcast will drop and also leave a review. If you know that this podcast has been beneficial to you and your journey, please go to iTunes and leave me a review. I would definitely appreciate it. And last but not least, share this information, right? We share everything else. And if you know that um, this episode can bless someone and be beneficial to them and on their journey, pass it along. Okay, just say, you know, let them know like, hey, I heard this today and um, I thought about you and why don't you check it out? That's all you got to do, right? Because our goal is to not just survive. Our goal is to thrive. All right. So thank you all again for joining me this week. You all have a wonderful and amazing week and I will see you next time.